Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And let's jump right into it. we got a heavy show today, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Now, my, my view, particularly today, is this is, is, you know, late-breaking or what have you. It's actually not really late-breaking. <laughs> it, there was a point where I was excited about this news. Then it just kept getting teased and teased and teased to the point of, I just don't give a shit anymore. It's like that chick that, like, she teases you so much that when she actually is ready to give it up, you're like, well, I'm kind of busy tonight. Yeah, you know. I don't even give a fuck. Or you actually go ahead and do it. You're like, eh, wasn't all that great. You know. All that hype for nothing. Exactly. And by that, we mean about the news of The Rock finally announcing that he's going to be playing Black Adam. And it's been months. Even before Comic-Con, it was, you know, I'm going to do something with DC. Then it's like, I'm going to be in Shazam. And then it's, I'm going to be in Shazam, but which one am I going to be? Which one am I going to be? Who the fuck cares at this point? <laughs> I, I, first of all, I knew he wasn't going to be Shazam. Yeah, because when you're sharing the screen with a kid to be Shazam... No, yeah, you're, you're, I don't. I Dwayne Dwayne Johnson, whatever his fucking name is, The Rock, and I like the guy. You know, I'm a fan of wrestling. You know, I watch that time to time. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's a fucking Oscar fucking nominee, but he does. He does some you know funny flicks, whatever. Right. You know, but Shazam. I mean, he can't. He'd have to be a kid. Yeah. Essentially, because that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like Shazam, he acts like a kid. Like, he makes kid decisions as Shazam. Right. You know, so it's it's um I he's too every time he presents himself, he presents himself as a fucking adult. So it it wouldn't make any sense to me. And he can be a little goofy, but it comes off as a goofy guy, not so much as in the I don't think I think his range is a little limited to him playing a well, that's the thing player. and and not to drag up something that might be a little upsetting, but we bring up a, a legend that recently passed Robin Williams. Yeah. And 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 to be an adult 
and then I'm, I'm referencing that movie where he had that he had that disease where he was growing too fast. I can't remember the name of the flick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That Jack, Jack, Jack. He makes it look easy, but that shit ain't easy. No. Like he pulled that off. You know, most adults that act like they're kids, they just act like fucking idiots. Right. You know, but he act like a legit child, and there's yeah. not many actors that can pull that off, and he's <laughs> definitely not one of them. Yeah. So and and so. But see, this is this is my other other big issue with this is the fact that one, you have him starring or co-starring as a uh, Black Adam. They just announced a writer for this script. They don't even have Shazam yet. It's kind of like, uh... and then the guy who's writing the Shazam screenplay wrote Jack the Giant Slayer and Goosebumps. Yeah, I hope they take. They take Shazam seriously. It's a, it's an important character. Well, one thing that surprised me of this whole thing was the fact that uh, there's still no release date for it, so God knows how long it'll take to get this movie made. But it's not actually supposedly. I'm trying to. Re- I can't remember which online publication. Oh no! Oh, I see it here too. Is that it's not going to actually come out as a Warner Brothers film. It's actually going to their subsidy, New Line Cinema. So there's one. There's curiosity building about is this even going to be part of the justice league thing it might not be yeah which i mean i mean I'm he's okay technically that, not part of the justice league but you know but in it's... their animated movie when they re- did the whole reboot after flashpoint you know shazam was in there instead of you know that Aquaman. pissed me off and that pissed me off because it made no fucking sense and i think we um we found out why it made sense because they were going to do oh yeah i remember they were going to do an aquaman um singular movie Right. For animated. And in the timeline of the animations, Aquaman basically hadn't come to, uh, he hadn't, they changed it where he hadn't come to the surface yet. Right. So then it kind of made sense. But still, when you say the Justice League, I should see Aquaman. Right. You know, and, and we, we all like, you know, we say, oh, people make fun of Aquaman, this and that. Aquaman's a badass these days. Yeah. Please don't get it twisted. But see, this is what starts – this is where it starts to bug me as to Marvel, even if they're going to do, oh, well, this is just like Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably, you know, they, there's ideas, oh, yeah, they meet up with the, just, with the Avengers, but probably not for some time. They're an offshoot. Still, Marvel released them through, through Marvel, through Disney. Uh, but if you're going to have Warner Brothers that's going to say, oh, well, we're going to have our main Justice League go through Warner Brothers and then the other ones – are they not going to cross? Are there, are there, you know, that's... See, here's, here's the thing, too. And, like, I'm going to take it... I'm going to wait to see what happens. Because if you, really, if you look at the comic books, DC and Marvel do things different ways. DC tends to do things a little old school. You know, um, lately they've been shaking it up. But if you look at how Marvel books are structured... If you're a real comic book fan, a casual viewer really wouldn't notice. But I know Steve knows what I'm talking about. If you look at the way the stories are structured and the way the characters interact with each other, it's it's different in a few key areas. They go about it a little differently. Um, so I don't expect them to change that when it comes to the movies. Especially with DC, they don't want to look like they're copying Marvel, even though no one would care. Yeah, at this but, point, it's at this point everybody's like just as good as marvel i think that's where it's coming down to even yeah. dc fans are like look you fucked up with <laughs> green lantern <laughs> you know let's that was one of the greatest movies of our time <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
but you know everybody's just like just be as good as marvel and you know to show us that you care i think is really what they're trying to say because marvel shows they care and they take it seriously whether the characters you know the characters are self-aware and the reality based you know i i think that's what they want to see i think too one of the major differences here between marvel and dc is that Marvel has a lot of creative control, even if Disney owns it. But DC doesn't have as much creative control as as Marvel does. Warner Brothers keeps a pretty heavy hand. So I think a lot of that Green Lantern shit, if DC had 100% of the control, that Green Lantern movie would have been 100 times better. Yeah, that's why I really think that they should just really really kind of structure DC in a way Marvel... Like, the way they approach the animated movies is the way they should be allowed to approach the physical movies. Yeah, yep. it is Warner Brothers money, but at the same time, you want it to be a success, trust exactly. me, you're going to make... You could, take, you could take some of those animated flicks and just film them word for word, scene for scene as live action, and they would be the shit. Absolutely. Like, the DC, no one touches DC's animated. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Hands down. Yeah. I've watched Marvel animated. They're, all, they're okay. Well, Marvel tends to have better TV shows. I will give them that. That's true. Because, well, they didn't back in the day, but they, they do now. But the uh, the movies are just – that latest one was fucking – Did you hear Troy is uh, Troy is Miles Morales? Yeah, it kind of made sense. I mean, yeah, it made perfect sense. With I was all like, the hype. Yeah, I was, I was cracking up. Though. I was like, ah, he finally gets his Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll do it well too because he has a good voice for it. Oh, yeah. I think, you know. He could play that silly, but he could play serious too. So, moving right along, um, I'm planning two new PC builds. Nobody cares. Everybody cares. <laughs> so, my, and the funny thing is my wife's idea. So, she wants to have more computers because the kids are constantly – the kids only have one computer. So, they're always fighting over that one computer. Or they – They're fighting me... you throw in that metal chair. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I told you I watch wrestling. Exactly. Um, or they want to make me laugh and ask if they can use mine. Um <laughs> So she wants me to build – she's like, we want to make them as cheap as, cheap as possible but not shitty. Yeah, and well, I go, yeah, okay. For kids. Yeah, for kids. Yeah. don't need them. Back. Because they, may, they basically – they play Minecraft. That's the most intense game they play. You know, so I'm like, okay, fine. 16-bit graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> well, Minecraft's more CPU heavy. But most modern CPUs can play Minecraft. Um, so I got, I got a build together. I was on a website called PC Part Builder, which I love because you, you pick the motherboard and then it will only show you the parts that are compatible with that. And then you oh, it's, it's fucking site is so it just I don't need it, but <laughs> damn does it cut cut off a lot of fucking time and me looking shit up. Yeah. You know? So um I gotta build three hundred bucks for each computer. That doesn't include the monitor, keyboard and all that. But the computer itself, case, hard drive, motherboard, everything. And it will play um what was the benchmark I used? It will play. Shit, didn't oh Call of Duty Ghosts? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's what you told me. Yeah. On high at like forty-four frames per second. That was the math I worked out, basically. Damn. Which is a rough estimate, but still. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, this will work out. So I tell my wife, and she's like, okay, that's cheap. She goes, maybe we should get touchscreen monitors, and maybe we should. I'm like, this isn't cheap anymore. Yeah. And then she goes, well, can you build a monitor? And I go, no. She's like, why? Because I'm not Chinese. <laughs> I don't live in fucking China in a factory. That's why. Yeah, Fox, build a you, don't, you don't live at Foxconn. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't live in whatever universe fucking Fox News reports from. Um, no, the uh, but I'm excited about it because this is the real cool thing. This is gonna sound kind of cheesy. So I'm making two identical computers, right? Uh-huh. So I'm going to make the first one while my kids are there, and I'm going to show them everything I'm doing. And then the second one, I'm going to have them put it together. Hmm. I'm going to pass down a skill. You know what I mean? Yeah, like least, the olden one, days. At least one will be done right. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going, yeah, mine. Oh, wait. Well, I mean, I'm not going to just hand them the parts and then walk away. Yeah. Just think of this as Legos, kids. I just, I think it's cool because they, they're always, I know, they're always so interested in it. But when I'm building a computer, I'm usually, I'm building that particular computer for the first and last time. So I don't want people around me. Right. I just want to do it. You know, so now I'll have the benefit of uh, doing the same thing twice. So It's like rebuilding that carburetor with your dad, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny though is I I just see like, you know, one of your kids turning into um, what's his name Moss. Remember with the settling yeah. torch? Did you turn it off? Okay, it's off. Turn it on, <laughs> and then walk away. Mm-hmm. E- email the fire department. <laughs> you don't think when I was like and fucking worker for Geek Squad, dude, half of the time, I don't know, it froze and it's stuck, and they bring their laptop in, I'd hold the power button down, turn it off, turn it back on. There you go. Yep. Well, what's wrong with it? Nothing. It just, Broke. it got hung up. It yeah. just happens. Does your computer get hung up? No. <laughs> but I don't have a $300 fucking laptop. Piece of shit. Got a $1,000 uh, custom-built machine. Bitch, get off my counter. That's it. And uh, don't let the whore, door hit you on the way out. Don't let the whore hit you on the way out. That's even better. We got a couple whores at that job anyway. <laughs> wow. Jeez, hey. I don't work there anymore. That's true. That's true. You know. Fuck damn. <laughs> word life, word life, son, word life. So, uh, you, so I hear you're going through some changes. Yeah, yeah. Finally, my two-year contract ends. Uh, ended actually uh, like a week or two ago. So now I'm in the market for a new phone. And I'm still running with my my S3, and I could get the S5 or that new curved <laughs> Note 4. That, that thing I've, I've I've read a little bit about it and I'm like it looks gimmicky to me like it makes no sense to me. I'm telling you, dude, the new Sony phones are are hot, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at that, and then I'm also waiting to see about maybe even an. I'm even looking at iPhones, but only if they're five inches and above. I mean, there's the rumor. That's the, what she said, though. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that rumor of the 5.5 inch phone. Uh, I'm gonna wait to see if it if it. If they don't release anything that's five or above, I'm I'm out. I'm just not even gonna deal. Because I drop the mic on them. Like, pretty much on bitches. Yeah. And they go, oh, and this is our 4.7. You're gonna hear a mic drop, and they're gonna look around like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that's me leaving the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you got. <laughs> See, I think I think though, if you're if you plan on getting a PS4, you should you should at least seriously consider the, the X3s. And they just came play, out. But... I don't want to play Watch Dogs on the toilet. You know, I'm, I... dude. First of all, yes, you do. Second of all. <laughs> No, I've just I've heard some good things, but they did just come out. Yeah. So I would, you know, wait for the real reviews, not the fucking fluff reviews. Hey, I've had this phone for a minute. Let's do a full review. What it turns on well? Yeah. <laughs> Colors look good. The box was really shiny when it showed up. I hate those fucking reviews. It doesn't make un- any sense the, to me. The un- like I don't understand the concept of the unboxing. I've never understood those videos. It's it's I think it's a version of porn. 
And you know what? I've been caught up in it. If there's something that I really am anticipating, like I remember when I was building this particular computer and I was really hyped up about the motherboard because it had just come out two weeks ago and it was had all this new shit on it and it was all fucking pretty and I watched an unboxing of it and I intently fucking watched it. You're jerking off to it, right? I mean, well, I'm usually jerking off anyway. That's true. But it, it's just, um, you know, I usually prefer public places. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah, so little kids are around. <laughs> well, no, that's just offensive. <laughs> and true. <laughs> it doesn't make it any less. No, I didn't say it wasn't true. I'm just saying it's offensive. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm still in the market. And like, I love, I liked my Galaxy. And I, you know, I'll probably end up with the 5 unless Apple. And the thing is, is that, you know, like you and I have been talking that we've kind of softened on some of our, some of our uh, beliefs. Um, our fanboyism, I guess. Um I'm now an agnostic to technology. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I guess at some point, and you and I discussed this a while back, where we were, like, even curious about Apple, like, even just try to, because to be honest, two years isn't really, is nothing. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, and every app that comes out is always usually available first with iOS. Um, there are drawbacks to going with iOS, but there's also drawbacks to Android, too. Well, um, the thing, the perfect example is Hearthstone. So Hearthstone's that uh, Blizzard trading, free-to-play trading card game. Uh-huh. I've been playing that off and on. I really enjoy it. You know, it's a fun game to play real quick. It's only on fucking iOS. Hmm. And then the new, there's going to be a new trading card game too. I can't remember what it is. It's only going to be on iOS. And then there's like, it, it just pisses me off. And, and there's nothing inherently wrong with the iPad. Right. Like, sure, it's not as, as hackable or whatever. But as I get older, <laughs> I just want my shit to work when I pick it up. Exactly. Like, I'm getting a little tired of things breaking all the time. Or yeah. or I tried to do something and I tweaked it. Just stupid shit like that. Yeah. I think the only reason I would ever jailbreak an Apple device is to put ROMs on it. Yeah. And, I, you know, and for me, it's just not even that. I wouldn't even bother with jailbreaking it. It's just, to me, it's just one of those where... I'll try it, then I can actually sit there, and then at the end of it, just go, you know what, it was alright, but I still miss my Android, go back to it. You know? But, I, I'm still on the fence about it, plus we got that, you know, they're going to announce it next week, so I'm going to wait till then to really see if I'm going to be giving Apple any kind of shot, because if it's going to say the same size as the current iPhone, or a little bit bigger, I, you know... When, That's the biggest drawback for me too. Yeah, I can't handle that. When I go to my girlfriend's phone and I look at it, I'm just like, "This is ridiculous." And then when she looks at videos on her phone versus mine, she's like, "Oh my god, look at that!" It's like, yeah, yeah. So, but um, no, I think lately too, like with every piece of technology, I've just I haven't been, I haven't had any preconceptions anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I look at everything fresh, and that includes Windows Phone too, because I've I've even said I've had a Windows Phone. It bored me a little bit because there's a few things I couldn't do with it app wise. But it's the, nothing was wrong with the phone. Yeah. And actually, it was the most stable phone I've ever owned. Yeah. Like, it never fucking crashed. It was perfect, you know, in that respect. And call quality and all, but that's hardware. But yeah. um, So I think, I think all of this technology is good. It's just not for everybody. Yeah. And every no, once in a while, I get some shit that comes out. But, you know. Right. Um, really quickly, for those of you guys that may have heard, in case you missed it, uh, everybody remembers Liam Neeson playing Ra's al Ghul in uh, Batman Begins. And uh, so uh, the TV series, and you've heard me talk about it, uh, Arrow on the CW, great show. 
really, really fun to watch. Um, is really kicking things up as far as characters that are coming in. I mean, you got Ray Palmer coming into the into it uh, this season. Can you slightly turn the fan a little away from? It's so hot in here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, at least away from the mic. Don't stick your face in it. Um, <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> But, you know, we got Ray Palmer coming in there. Black Canary's in here. We've got Arsenal up. And just everybody's coming into this play. And now they're going to kind of go into a little more of Oliver's backstory to where I think he's kind of being introduced into the League of Assassins. So they're teasing Ra's al Ghul. In a recent interview, they, uh, I think it was IGN, asked Ra's al Ghul if, I mean, <laughs> Liam Neeson, sorry, separated the art from the artist. Uh, uh, they asked Liam Neeson if he would be interested in playing that, and he said, "I would do in a drop of a hat." Yes, I would totally play. Rob Which pretty much means it. he's doing it if they can afford it. Yeah, if they can afford it, or whenever you know, it would obviously it couldn't be like a whole season long because guy does movies, a ton of movies. Like Adam and I were saying before, guys like in every movie this year, you know, he's got bills to pay. Yeah, uh, but it would be awesome. I, I'm gonna say, don't hold your breath that this is gonna happen. But it would be really fucking cool. Because you think about it, you know, like Geoff Johns has said, you know, the movies, the TVs are all going to take place in different universes. This could be another universe. This could be another Earth. Earth 3 or whatever. You, you Earth know. 28. Yeah. Where Rosigal didn't die and Batman begins. And he didn't come across as Batman. Swear to me. Swear to me, fucking asshole. <laughs> So that would be cool. I, I would just be like really psyched if it were like Ra's al Ghul and his Liam Neeson. Just be like, ah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. And really quickly, latest on this celebrity hack. Um, Adam and I had a full discussion about this before the podcast. Which people are calling the fappening. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it, must be, it must be nice to have nothing to do in your spare time. I must be. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody was saying, oh, it was a, a, a iCloud hack or a, a find my, the, it was a hacking of the find my phone. Uh, Apple is saying it's not the case. They spent 40 hours since the breach and conducted a, a full and thorough investigation to proclaim that that hack didn't come from them. Um, in their update, they said that it seems that they were targeted attacks for certain people. However, they don't mention why they were able to do the brute force Yeah, uh, so if, if iCloud wasn't the weak link, what was? Exactly. It was it, the only link. <laughs> and, and if you really des, uh, disseminate what they're saying, it's basically saying, no, they didn't breach the iCloud. They just breached these people's accounts. Individuals' accounts, accounts, yeah. Which shouldn't be any better because that means if they can hack theirs, they can hack yours. The one thing, and this has actually been by uh, this has actually been said by a lot of security people, is that is that Apple really needs to inform people on the benefit of their two-step verification. Mm-hmm. So you have a password, then you have to have a PIN number, and also there had there had been reports that Apple was allowing people to just keep using, you know, keep trying to do uh, enter in a password without locking them out after a few times. Uh, Gmail does that. I mean, Google does that. Twitter does that. Even Facebook will lock you out if, at, at that. But why was it? Why were they able to do a 
a brute force procedure on these people's accounts and Apple not fending it. Now they now they said that they've in a small little blurb at, that came out over the weekend they patched it. Now you, I think it's only a few times, but they still didn't say how many. This comes to this still, I in my opinion hurts Apple still, especially with the new iPhone supposed to be due out next you know next week, and their whole push for cloud-based technology, which is the reason for the no the no SD storage um, slots on their phones. So. You know, Android users don't have to worry about that because then you could just get a fat ass SD card and not have to worry about using cloud storage. Well, the thing is too, and and I've heard a lot of people saying um, Apple needs to be more upfront about how their iCloud works and how you can turn it off and all that. And I'm like, honestly, no, they don't. They just need to provide it for you. Like you as a user are responsible to know how to do it. Well, the like, thing. But see, the problem is, is they don't even give you information on how you can, what you what you should do. It shouldn't be the it shouldn't be the responsibility of third party. And when I say third party websites like us or BuzzFeed or anything that I like agree that, with. to to tell them this is how you do it. They should have like a wiki. Yeah. I think that's as far as they need to go. Just have a wiki that has it all explained, or, and or on their an phone Apple say you could you could look it up and see it. Yeah, that's like, about it. Like an Apple YouTube page that says, "Hey, if you." don't want your all your pictures to upload to the iCloud this is how you turn it off two minute videos people can figure it out and do that because most people go to wiki or go to a YouTube page that's all you need but yeah. the fact that you know that you have other sites that do that so the biggest thing yeah you can turn off your you learn how to utilize your iCloud thing you don't have to go ahead and upload everything and you can select what you want it's not that hard but a lot of times because Apple Apple goes for the people that want the ease of use. That's where you get into trouble. Yeah, and and that's why they kind of they glaze over the advanced shit. Yeah, because it takes away from the ease of use. It makes it complicated. And I get it. And but the thing is, is this could have happened with Android phones. Yeah, you know, it could happen with any of them. You know, it's it's just the way it is. But I don't know. Like I'm not trying to defend Apple, but. Yeah, but the thing too is that people are still on the illusion that oh yeah, Apple is the safest. You know, I'd rather not get hacked. You know, hacked. Yeah, and and they and, thoroughly enjoy that stigma. Yeah, know. but the thing is, is that yeah, well, you know what? When's the when? How many big update? How many big hacks have you seen with Android lately? They've been all falling on iPhones and Apple. Mm-hmm. So it's time to wake up and stop drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> well, I think what Apple's trying to say too. By saying targeted attacks, it's just saying yeah, it could happen, but they're not going to do it to you because you're not important. That's <laughs> yeah. basically what they're saying. Exactly. Like, they're going to do it to Victoria Justice and Jennifer Lawrence because everyone wants to see their naked pictures. They don't want to see yours. Right. So, but that's neither here nor there. But you can, if you if you're interested in about getting into the two the two step verification, which I would recommend, especially with that, um, go to the Lazy Geeks. Uh, uh, thesegeeks.com and there's a link on the support for Apple um, Apple support page that sends you how to how to get that uh, how to set that up. You're welcome. Exactly. Shit, I can't even play Diablo 3 without pulling out a separate device I have to get a randomized code. <laughs> I mean, Blizzard don't fuck around, dude. Yeah. And Blizzard has told people too because they're like, oh, my account got hacked. The first thing a Blizzard representative will say, um, did you have the authenticator? No. Then too fucking bad. Get an authenticator. Yeah. Like it's like now I've gotten that Windows uh, that Windows app 
and on my phone, which basically says if anybody is tr- like if I logged in, like I had to share a folder with Adam on OneNote. And when I logged into it via the web portal, I got the notification saying, do you want to allow this or deny it? So then I allow it and it allows the process to go through. I deny it would block you. See, that's legit. Because yeah. even if someone has your password, you know what they're doing and you can shut it down. Exactly. Google does that shit too. Because yeah. I was telling Steve about a, an old email I haven't used in a while and I recently got, it, got an email from Google to my other main email saying that someone in France tried to log into it or something. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Man. You know, so. Yeah, I've gotten a few of those from Google where they're like, we locked down this account because of this. You want to try to reset it? <laughs> and Google... It does not get – they lock the shit down. They don't fucking care. I know. My phone doesn't even see – I even get alerts on my phone saying, resync your email. That's funny. So moving along. In the take my money section, I'm going to read this quick article about something that can definitely take some of my money when it comes out. <laughs> um, old school PC RPG gamers should have fond memories of Icewind Dale. Originally released in 2000. It's it's kind of funny that 2000 was old school. 14 fucking years ago. God, <laughs> Jesus. I was a I junior in high school. Um, <laughs> Icewind Dale was a Dungeons & Dragons based game set in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting. Um, known for its difficulty in a good way and for being one of the last RPGs that didn't hold your hand and forced you to plan things out. It seems the game will be making a comeback with a lot of extra ads added in. Um, this really shouldn't be a surprise with the recent release of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition will add a slew of new things to dig into, such as weapons, spell items, and even classes. This edition also features both expansions that were released for the game and content that was originally cut from the original. Here's a quick list of what was added. Six, 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 Suddenly your Irish part came out. Tail Satan, I guess. I don't know what I'm doing. Six expanded quests. Featuring content cut from the original game that I'm excited about. Um, six new, 60 new items, Heart of Winter, and Trials of the Lore Master expansions. 31, 31 new class and kit combinations from Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, uh, well as, as well as Half-Orc Playable Race. 122 new spells carried over from Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Cross-platform multiplayer, uh, which is fucking awesome. Um, a new story mode difficulty setting uh, to allow players to experience all the story with none of the game over screens. <laughs> so Icewind Dale, back in the day, dude, these Dungeons and Dragons games, like, if you fucked up, it was just game over. You could have put in 60 hours into that game. <laughs> it's too fucking bad, dude. You're done. Unless you saved or something. Right. But there was no um, try again. Like all these other games have now. So they're adding that in. I think that's cool, especially for me personally, because I'm older now. I ain't trying to fuck around like that. Right. You know, I don't have time to replay shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the rest. Come, when's that come out? Do you know? There's no out? official release date quite yet, but it, it, should be, it should be pretty soon. Um, the Icewind Dale 2 uh, was not included with this one, uh, obviously, because if Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition does well, they'll probably make another one. But um, I, I personally think the Icewind Dale games were better than the Baldur's Gate games. And a lot of people fucking are probably seething right now because I said that. Um, <laughs> although Baldur's Gate 2 is the ultimate classic in, in Dungeons & Dragons um, games. But yeah, I used to spend hours playing these fucking games, man. <laughs> I still have, I have Icewind Dale. Right. I, have it, I have the DOS one. <laughs> the DOS, it wasn't DOS, it, Windows 90, 
whatever one was out in 2000. I don't remember. I think it was like 98 or 2000. I think Windows 2000 was out in 2000. But, um, yeah, so. I won't play on my computer now. I know that. Oh, I tried yeah. to install it and it told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> so. All right, so I guess it's time we get into some news. Uh, going into TV movie news, uh, if you watch the 66th Prime, uh, Primetime Emmy Awards this weekend, this past weekend, you may have noticed something interesting. Sherlock won three awards. Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman both took home Emmys for lead acting and supporting active, acting, respectively. And Stephen Moffat took uh, home uh, for one home for writing the third episode, his last vow. Uh, naturally, backstage, Moffat was asked about what people can expect from the fourth series. Uh, he said that Moffat, or it seems that Moffat will be working extremely hard when January of 2015 rolls around, because it seems the target date for uh, the fourth season of Sherlock and the ninth season of Doctor Who will be <clears> filming. <laughs> uh, Moffat seemed to be more confident that he'll be able to shock fans more than he did previous season, which is... Not that huge of a feat, given that the only surprise in the season was the reveal of Moriarty's return. Uh, we had a, quote, we had a plan to top it. Actually, I think our plan is devastating, he teased. We practically reduced our cast to tears by telling them the plan. Honestly, Mark Gatiss and myself are so excited what we've come, uh, what we've got coming up. We're probably more excited than um, we've ever been about Sherlock. Honestly, I think we can top last season. Uh, well, the BBC has... While the series has aired on PBS Masterpiece for the past three seasons, it, it was only this year that, that the series saw any sort of Emmy recognition. As the series went on, they were surprised that they received any at this point. Quote, we've won outside of the United of America, which, it, um, which is a place, uh, Moffat said deadpan. But we just started to think that the phase of our lives was dying down because as the show gets older, they don't win as often, just like people. <laughs> uh, we're delighted that we've made it we've made it here and hopefully this is getting more people to watch that'd be great of course when the show will air was something that will remain mum that he remained mum about passing all the blame to the BBC they they will go out um, when they will go out is up to the BBC uh, I have to admit I was surprised very surprised by the win um, of this season this season received normally the series that I root for never seems to get the recognition they deserve however when something like Sherlock get, got much recognition this year it was a surprise that the American version of the show failed to get seem to get any recognition at all <laughs> that makes me a bit giddy on the inside because the American version of the show is American it's not <laughs> as good <laughs> now elementary no the whole Lucy Liu and that guy bit doesn't eh, it's just not I've seen a couple episodes of it and I'm just not there's so it, people that it's I think it the hard part is because most of the people that have liked it haven't seen Sherlock and I think when you get to Moffat's writing the way it's patterned the way the actors are they're a lot less Americanized so you kind of see it from a fresh perspective yeah, you know I agree yeah I do agree. But give me some good news over there from Amazon. S speaking of America. <laughs> right. Has the American flag dropped out behind you yet? It's always dropped, my friend. <laughs> um, if there is one comic book character I am the most personally invested in, it's the Tick. 
while that may sound strange for most to hear, there's good reason for it. Comic books were first introduced to me by my uncle, who works for New England Comics, the creator and owner of the Tick character. Preach. Before, that's right. <laughs> Before I moved to Arizona from Boston, my friends and I loved reading Tick comic books and enjoyed the cartoon as well. That cartoon was dope, um, <laughs> as most children in my neighborhood did. When the live-action show came out, I was living in Arizona, and most people I knew weren't aware of the Tick. So I made it my personal mission to educate the unwashed masses. Um, in reality, the live show wasn't given much of a chance, being yet another show in the long line of Fox's <laughs> scrap-too-early lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tick only had one season comprised of nine episodes. When the show was canceled, no one expected it to make a comeback, but it seems while everyone was crying for more Firefly episodes, myself included, we were all betting on the wrong horse. Amazon has confirmed to the rap that they will be picking up the Tick for a new run on their streaming service. Quote, uh, Warburton worked out a deal with um, Sony Television, who have held the rights since the show's 2001 cancellation wow, to bring back 2001 I know 13 fucking years ago there to bring back the beloved the beloved character as an Amazon pilot Amazon's latest batch of pilots are currently available for free viewing on the streaming network um the company that's smarter than by the way to yeah. put their pilots up for free um it was, blah, blah, blah. The company has established a tradition of producing its pilots and then offering them for free so viewers can watch and vote on them. Uh, based in part on this feedback, the company then decides which show to move forward with. Um, all right, end quote. Amazon is pulling out all the stops on this one, bringing, bringing in the original actor, Patrick Warburton, to play the tick, as well as the original, I know, as well as the original creator of the character, Ben Edlund, who I've met. To write, <laughs> to write and produce. It was um, a long time ago in that, you know, in that, uh, in that, uh, what do you call it? Those, uh, shit, rest stop bathrooms. <laughs> how dare you? Um, both Edland and Warburton have gained quite a bit of notoriety since the original series aired, and it's great to see um, these two being on board. For me, personally, I'd love to see the tick in live action form once again. Also, if they put um, New England comic, the New England Comics logo before the show, I might pass out from excitement. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this. Dude. The Tick is dope. Like it, that's the ultimate satire oh, um, comic book character. Oh. You know, so Batmanuel. <laughs> who would Batmanuel? Who would play Batmanuel now? <laughs> I know. Oh my god, that would just be oh so awesome to have the Tick back. <laughs> I mean, the comic's still going. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah, but it's the, it's funny. But think of, the, think of it this time: if Amazon actually brought the Tick back, how many people would start cosplaying as the Tick? <laughs> oh my God, dude! <laughs> what was it like, Miss Liberty or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Miss Liberty. I would, I would totally bet Manuel. <laughs> I used to love the Tick because he was so ridiculously overpowered. He'd be getting the shit kicked out, and he's just smiling the whole time. He's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and Patrick Warburton was perfect. That was perfect, perfect casting. Yeah. For, for that was like tick. poetic casting. Like he he was the tick. Like it was yeah. awesome. So I even, now even when I saw him on that show, uh, what was that show with uh, David Spade and them? Um, oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. He I every time he delivered a line, I always pictured the tick. But yeah. he, he's so smart. He's so funny. I just I love I love watching. It. So hearing him come back as a tick is just like yes. <laughs> he has no origin. He's wandered in from somewhere. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. 
<sighs> All right. Uh, moving on into gaming news. It's not a big secret that Nintendo has been hurting a lot since they released the Wii, uh, the, their Nintendo Wii U. Two major factors against the console was the fact that they weren't utilize they were utilizing last gen graphics and hardware, as well as no major titles coming fr- uh, coming with the launch date or even within the launch window. For much of 2014, Nintendo has been trying to play catch up to turn that company from bleeding red to black. Earlier this summer, Nintendo did some good with their release of Mario Kart 8. However, it did not it did not make the kind of slam they were expecting or hoping for. Nintendo has decided to make some changes to their bundles in the fall, which will hopefully have a positive impact in their holiday line. In their new revamp of the Wii U bundle is that Nintendo Land and Super Mario 3D World will be added physically to the Wii U bundle, removing the current setup of new Super Mario Bros. U and new Super Luigi U. That'll mark also mark the return of, the, of Nintendo Land to the bundle since the original debut with the original Wii U. There is a Walmart-exclusive Wii U bundle that will be coming with a physical copy of Mario Kart 8, and Nintendo Land for $2.99. That's the price of both bundles, and they'll be released in mid-September. I'd probably go with the Wii U bundle from Walmart. Cause, yeah. Because Nintendo Land, it's always kind of good. It's the one that kind of really gets you into the whole Wii experience, but you also want to get that Mario Kart 8. Yeah, say, say what you want about uh, Walmart. But they get some sick fucking bundles, dude. They do. They really do. Um, and plus, you don't even have to go there. Just order it fucking online and have it sent to you. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Nintendo did announce three new 2DS bundles, including the Electric Blue, Crimson Red, and Sea Green system with a download code for Mario Kart 7 for $129.99, and it's slated to hit stores in early October. Missing from the announcement is the 3DS and the 3DS XL, which has been um, rumored to be um, getting a new hardware and will be released in Japan later this year, while Europe and North America will have to wait until 2015. I don't know. You know, you know, and this is going to sound stupid. One thing that would have dramatically helped the Wii U in the beginning is if they would have fought to get Minecraft. Because they're going to be a family, the family system like Nintendo always does, and they don't have Minecraft. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's, it's like the biggest game. To, it's just stupid to me. Windows, like, I mean, I'm Windows. <laughs> Microsoft, uh, fuck me, dude. <laughs> Nintendo, that's it. Nintendo is like the is like the Apple version, but wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Yeah, kind of how I see it. Fucking Nintendo. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. No, it's always <laughs> shut up. Shut up, you. <laughs> it's always nice when a game gets new content, especially when it's a game like Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. Uh, if there is one thing that a top-down action RPG needs, it's content. And Blizzard isn't disappointing with this this new patch. Uh, patch 2.1 has dropped today, or has dropped a few days ago, <laughs> um, and it brings quite a bit to the game. New game mechanics are being introduced, like seasons. Seasons will run alongside the current hardcore and normal or hardcore, hardcore, <laughs> a uh, hardcore and normal modes. With See the... what happens when we don't record on the usual nights. <laughs> I know. It throws our, throws oh, our speech patterns off. Jesus. Um, see, where the fuck was I, dick? 
Seasons will run alongside the current hardcore and normal modes, with the choice of running not non-season normal, season normal, non-season hardcore, and season hardcore. Uh, when you start a new character, a season character is separate from your others, uh, so no sharing gold or gear, uh, but will still take one of your 12 or 15 character spots. To move ahead in seasons, you'll be tracked by your position on position in the new Greater Rifts seasonal achievement and new Conquest leaderboards. There will, of course, be special achievements for season play, as well as legendary items you can't get in any other mode. So let me break this down a little bit, because I've actually played Seasons a little bit. When I wrote this, it wasn't out yet. Um, Seasons is basically... uh, It's like the old-school ladder from the other other Diablos. I don't know if Steve is familiar with this, but... No, he's not. You you play you play your character and when the season is over your character is done there's no more, um, but your items can be moved to your other characters, um, so you can get some real like sick achievements and like legendary items that aren't really available in normal game modes, um, and it's it's more competitive that that's the focus of seasons so you're you're playing through the season and you're on the leaderboard and you're competing with everybody. And whoever you know gets the best, and then once the season's over, you start over again. So it, it's it's interesting. It's not for everybody because some people don't want to work on a character for that long to just have it stop right. after a while. But you know, teaches them. Yeah. And if, another, they like it, if they don't like it, fuck them. Yeah, that's basically what Blizzard says. <laughs> um, another addition that should give the old school players a smile is the introduction of le- leaderboards, which I kind of I don't know. There's just leaderboards. I, I don't know where I was going with this, but there's leaderboards. Um, you'll be able to compare your progress in seasons and greater rifts with your friends, uh, clan, or the entire server. Two new zones will be added as well. The vault is the home of the the vault is the home of the treasure goblins, and the cesspools, which is most likely as inviting as it sounds. Um, of course, the patch brings new items and balance and balance for all classes as well. Head over to the official blog post, which I have linked on the lazygeekstock.com. For all the changes, it is a pretty big patch, and it's. It, I always like um, Blizzard's patches because they always they try to add something for everybody um, when when a big patch rolls out, and, and it definitely it was cool. It was cool to have like seasons and just new shit going on, and um, it's a good game. I like it. Yeah. Fuck the haters, <laughs> all the all the fucking Path of Exile people that. Here's here's the big thing. Path people say Path of Exile is more hardcore, right? So here, let me explain something to you, Steve. There's, okay. there's hardcore mode in both of these games, okay? okay? Hardcore mode in Path of Exile is you you play and you can get better items and stuff like that. If you die, then your character is bumped down to normal mode, and you don't get those incentives anymore, but you can keep playing. Hardcore mode in Diablo 3 is, same thing, you get incentives and all that, but when you die, you're fucking dead. <laughs> That's it. Like you don't get life, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says game over. Sorry, pal. Like you don't you don't get bumped to normal mode, and then people want to tell me that it that um, Path to Exile's h- hardcore mode's more hardcore than Diablo Three. No, there's no end. Like in Diablo Three, when you die, you're dead. Your character is gone. Your items are gone. Everything is gone. So fuck you, Diablo, motherfucker. Jesus, that's right. That's some, keep, that's 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 some shit. I keep it real. All right. <laughs> clack clack clack. <laughs> Both of y'all getting clapped up. <laughs> right. 
moving into comic book news. As Marvel's 75th anniversary celebration is in full swing, they have done some it's very a celebration. Cool stuff. That's a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, unity. I just watched that skit oh, fucking man. yesterday. <laughs> oh man, they have an ongoing comic. Uh, they have an ongoing comic like that. This is their hundredth anniversary which depicts some of our favorite uh, famous Marvel characters 100 years in the future. However, this deluxe collection focuses on some of their first issues of their biggest heroes. While this is different from the Omnibus fan collection that was announced earlier this month, Marvel has announced a deluxe collection of 10 premier volumes from their Marvel Masterworks line of hardcover reprints. They even threw in uh, the new... Not Brand X Volume 1, as well as Avengers 75th Anniversary Alex Ross poster signed by none other than Stan Lee. Quote, This is one of the most epic collections Marvel has ever compiled. Not only do these masterworks retell the origins of Marvel's iconic heroes, but they are collected and presented in a gorgeous slipcase built to resemble the historic Avengers Mansion says uh, David Gabriel, SVP, Sales and Marketing. It, if that wasn't enough, this collection is coupled with a beautiful sign poster by Stan Lee. It doesn't get grander than this. Uh, all these books will fit into the, slim, uh, into the limited edition set that features the new cover design with interlocking spine network. The book, it's, the book itself is made up to look like the Avengers Mansion. Marvel's famous first 71st anniversary Master Slip slipcase is set to drop in retailers. Actually, it's available as of this recording, September 3rd, and contains the following titles. Um, Captain America Volume 1, which is collecting Tales of Suspense 59 through 81. Daredevil Volume 1, which is Daredevil 1 through 11. Doctor Strange. Uh, it also collects the Doctor Strange 110 through 111, as well as the Amazing Spider-Man Annual. Um, Amazing Spider-Man is Amazing Fantasy 15 and the first 10 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. The Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk, the Invincible Iron Man, which is collecting Tales of Suspense 39 through 50. That's pretty awesome. And the Mighty Thor, which is collecting Journey into Mystery 83 through 100 and the X-Men volume. So it's a really, really cool setup. You can see the pictures of it on thelazygeese.com. No mention of price, though. But you can probably guess it's probably fairly expensive. Because <laughs> I have the... I mean, when um, I was getting back into comics, my brother got me for my birthday one, the Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1 hardcover. Fucking sick shit, dude. The whole origin story of Spider-Man. It was just, it's an awesome yeah. collection. So those purists that want to read all of that, definitely go get it. Do it. That's your job. Get it like it's your job. It's your destiny. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, <laughs> comic books. No. That's what we're talking about here, folks. <laughs> comic book art responsibility changes hands a lot with mixed results. Seeing as how subjective art can be, not everyone is going to like a single artist. Um, and it can... It can be nerve-wracking when a favorite book is taken over by someone who you think doesn't draw it correctly. Um, DC Comics has rolled the dice and chosen artist uh, Jason Fabok 
to take over the at for one of their most important books, the Justice League. Fabunkle, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm never collecting. <laughs> I'm, I'm never collecting Justice League again. Yo, fuck DC. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. And you know there's some people that roll. Like that too. It's gotta uh, fuck DC, man. IDW all the way. <laughs> I'm reading Archie comics till I fucking die. <laughs> Vertigo! Uh, <laughs> Where'd I go? I went to Vertigo! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I stay in the independence, really. I don't really. You know, it's like, shut up. Um, Fabok will replace um, Ivan Rise and Joe Prado, uh, who previously replaced Jim Lee. Um, this is DC, folks. All right? <laughs> it's nothing new to have this shit change. Um, starting with issue number 36, Favok is not exactly a new face to DC either with his previous work with Detective Comics and Batman Eternal um, speaking for themselves. Quote, how about getting a call from Jack Off Johns at 12 <laughs> o'clock midnight? I just hate when people spell Jeff like that. And it's probably a culturally significant thing, but it just seems like a pompous asshole move. Yeah, like a pretentious dick, you know. Actually, um, I, I knew one guy named that in, in junior high and, and spelled it that way, and he was kind of a pretentious prick. You know what? The evidence speaks for itself. <laughs> That's my sampling. <laughs> right. That one dude. Guy, that know. one dude in junior high, they're all like that. <laughs> Generalizations keep the world together, folks. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, how about getting a call from Jeff Johns? Um, at 12 o'clock midnight and having him offer you the odd duties on Justice League. I was blown away. I, I don't think I slept all week, Fabok told BuzzFeed, uh, which is linked in the article, just in case you want to see it. Um, an interesting part of all this is Fabok will be jumping into the middle of a storyline instead of starting with a new one. Mm-hmm. Issue number 36 of Justice League follows the Amazovirus. Great naming conventions at DC. <laughs> I love DC, but sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Um, the Amazo-Virus storyline started in number 35, which will drop on September. These books aren't even out yet, but we already know. Um, from the cover above, which are on the, on the page, good-looking cover, too, um, drawn by Fabok, a new addition to the team may be happening as well with Power Ring standing next to Aquaman. Oh, uh, God, I thought you were going to say Power Rangers. <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers! Um... Power Ring is much like the Green Lantern. However, her ring is fueled by fear and pain instead of willpower, uh, making her an interesting choice for a team of heroes. Although, this is speculation. She's just on the damn cover. We don't know what she's there for. Um, Personally, I'm a fan of Fabok's work and feel this is a good move for DC. Uh, With DC books changing hands so frequently, it it seems it's always nice to see a sure thing. Um, and I think that's what we have here. Yeah, if you look at the cover, I mean, he obviously, he knows what he's doing. For, like all, he, your, for all your hate mail, please send it to adam at thelazygeeks.com. Send it up. <laughs> that's the official hate mail inbox. Oh, Bitches. <laughs> oh, man. And everyone who sends hate mail gets a free dick pic. That's what I'm sending. That's funny, though, that uh, it's weird, though, that they would send him in the middle of an ongoing story. That is the only thing that I'm. That's kind of strange, and it kind of it kind of makes me seem like why are we rushing this? Yeah. Like what what it seems like they're rushing the previous artists out, yeah. because they never do that. It's so rare. Like they always like, well, let's wait till a new story out because it just makes sense. Yeah. You know, but uh, especially for a big book. So I'm thinking like, were they just not feeling these other two dudes, or I don't know. 
Are they moving him to another project really quick? You know. Yeah, they might be doing that because yeah. the dudes that are currently writing for Justice League or drawing for Justice League are not slouches. They they draw a good book, but um, they that that actually makes more sense. They might be moving him to to a book with a weak artist or something like that. that or needs or a new event that's coming up. You know. Yeah. Because you know they they do these things well in advance. Yeah, somebody blew somebody. Is basically yeah. what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it real here at the least. That's right. <laughs> Where'd I go, Vertigo? <laughs> Where'd I go, Vertigo, bitch? Uh, all right, moving to technology. News. Uh, as many online sites, including our own, have claimed that an Apple will announce their new iPhone on September 9th, there is no, there has actually been one problem with that. Apple never officially confirmed the date. Dun, dun, dun. Well, yeah, so... Many in the online community took that date from a previously reported by an online publication, but we never took uh, took to announce it on our um, announce it on our site. But we still believed that it would mostly likely be the date. Well, in traditional Apple fashion, less than two weeks before the believed date, Apple has sent out invitations to cover the special announcement event on the 9th of September, and as a foregone conclusion, that will be the announcement of the iPhone 6. In recent years, Apple has changed their um, announcements for, uh, for, of the iPhones from June to September, which began with the iPhone 4S. This made business sense as they would build off the momentum going into the fourth quarter to increase sales for the holiday season. It is believed in this announcement that there will be the new 4.7-inch iPhone 6, which will be larger than the current 4-inch display but is far smaller by any of their rivals. The biggest rumor to date is the potential release of a larger model, a 5.5-inch model, but those rumors seem dubious at times. Some sites have speculating that this may not be announced together, as sometimes happens with, Apple, with Apple's iPad line. They could offer a smaller version from, for now, but after the holidays, they could announce a larger screen. I'll... Although they could be a, it could be a hassle for Apple. Take myself for example. My contract is currently up, and w for my current phone, and I'm waiting to see what Apple has to offer. If Apple offers a small display than the five inches, I will be re-upping with the Samsung Galaxy S5. Uh, any the other major rumors is that the phone will offer a Sapphire based display that will offer better display. It remains to be seen if it will beat its own Retina display while other manufacturers are doing so. But that's it, what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. But that's, that's a rumor still, anyway. Yeah. But this is explained to improve durability as well as to make it more res resistant to scratches and shattered screens, which is another thing that bugs me about the iPhone. Is you see so many shattered sc iPhone screens. Yeah, but I think that's more the user, really. Yeah. Like I used to, I used to deal with that at work all the time, and the typical person that came in with a broken, I got plenty of broken Android phones too. It was just the aloof person, the person that wasn't really a business professional or an, a, a general adult about their life. <laughs> right. You know, so they just they didn't keep their phone in a case like they should. They, you know, haphazardly threw it in their purse, you know, or some silly shit like that, you know. Um, and iPhones, they they fail. They don't fail, but they have metal framing, which makes less flexibility and you know shit like that. Right. What are you going to do? But um, I, was, I was actually thinking, oh. if the iPhone, they make a bigger one, they're going to run into some issues with fucking apps looking like shit. Because mm -hmm. remember when the Note first came out? Right. And then the Note stretched out fucking apps that weren't designed for that size screen? Well, every fucking iOS app is designed for one size. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that'll just take a couple months to clear up, but yeah. still, dude. Still, yeah. It's going to look like shit the first time <laughs> you get that phone. You're like, fuck, man. Sapphire my ass. Can you believe people are already forming lines for... No, they're not. That's I read that on a couple of places online. Oh, and Jesus Christ. People are already starting to wait for something that just hasn't people, been announced yet. People are fucking stupid anyway because you should never get a piece of technology the first day it comes out. Exactly. If there's anything that we've told you here at the Lazy Geeks. You know what? This is the, the Lazy Geeks is direct from the hood because I think every <laughs> fucking episode we do, there's a cop siren. <laughs> fucking real life around here, bitches. We just keep it real. That's right. All right, moving on to um, the other side of technology. Um, <laughs> the one micro- people aren't la- waiting in line for. Right. When comparing app stores, you have two extremes on either end of the scale. Uh, take Android versus Apple, for example. While neither are horrible, there is one thing that Apple does a lot better than Android. Apple has very strict policies that govern their screening process uh, when it comes to what apps are allowed on their store. Um, Android, on the other hand, is a more free market with more freedom to put up whatever you want to a certain extent, of course. Um, There are pros and cons to both methods, but one that Apple enjoys is not having nearly as much of a problem with malicious software running, ruining the experience for the user on their device. Microsoft is at a turning point with this right now with their App Store. The Windows 8 phone, uh, while in third place against the other two, is starting to have a serious issue with, with apps appearing to be one thing when they are actually something completely different. A lot of times these apps can damage software or steal personal information, which is something any company wouldn't want happening in their ecosystem. Microsoft has decided to try to fix this. In recent posts of on the official Windows blog, Microsoft has clearly recognized this is an issue and decided to make strides to combat it. Quote, as Windows Store expands to reach more customers and more markets with a growing list of great titles, we are continuously looking for ways to improve both customer experience and developer opportunity. We strive to give our worldwide customer base easy access to amazing app experiences while keeping developer friction to a minimum. From time to time, this process slips out of sync and we need to recalibrate. End quote. Here is the problem in a nutshell. You can't please everyone all the time. If Windows takes more of an Apple approach and tightens up their policies, they may upset those that that more freedom that want more freedom and what can be done namely the android crowd however if they don't become strict they will have to accept what android users have been struggling with for years malicious software it seems microsoft has decided to be a bit more of an enforcer and retool their windows store app uh, certification 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 uh, requirements as a first step to fix the problem here are the main changes listing listed below very simple by the way First change, naming, to clearly and accurately reflect the functionality of the app. Second, categories, to ensure apps are categorized according to the app functions and purpose. Icons, which is the third one, must be differentiated to avoid being mistaken with others. These changes are effective immediately for all new app submissions. Uh, Will this mean that a few apps that are legitimate might get the boot unjustly? Of course it does, because no system is perfect. However, for the majority of Windows Phone users, this will give them a reason to relax a bit. Microsoft has already struggled with the size of their App Store, not measuring up to the other two, although it's gotten far better, and don't need this kind of problem on top of it. Um, So, the changes listed shows how little regulation was going on in the first place. Right. Um, 
And I don't blame a lot of people go, oh, Windows wasn't watching shit. I kind of don't blame them because everyone was crying that they didn't have enough apps. Yeah. So if they immediately took an Apple approach, it would have been an ex- even slower build. And I think if they just start taking care of it now, it will clear up. I mean, it's not – people – you can report malicious software and, and a lot of it is so fucking dumb. Even on Android, like, like you can – you know when it's dumb. Yeah. You know, like I went to go download OneNote on my Nexus 5 and there was one that said it was from like Windows Inc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like two note or something like that. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah, you like, see like a instant gram, but it's an uppercase G. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't it, look right. And it's, you know, the, the developer is like, you know, um, is uh, using uh, Chinese writing. Right. Yeah. And no. this all goes – this goes back to what I always say is, yes, the person – the people – I'm sorry, the company that is putting this out – does have a responsibility to try to keep it as clean as possible. But the user has to have some responsibility too to know at least enough to not get caught with this silly bullshit. Like right. too, too many people are comfortable with just pushing every button and then getting upset when it breaks. Right, right, right. Like read the fucking manual, figure out how to use your device, and read the descriptions of shit. If it doesn't look right, don't fucking download it. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. You know, so many people just don't want to blame themselves. That's all it is. No, people want everybody else to monitor, to regulate their stuff so they don't can do it. Yeah, my daughter downloaded a bunch of malicious, like, software on her Android phone. Um, she has an iPhone now, but when she had her Android phone. And there were games, of course, and, and they just pop up ads and silly shit like that. Yeah. And she's like, Android sucks. I'm like, no, you suck. So my <laughs> daughter that. I was like, you are not paying attention, and you are downloading every single fucking thing you see. Yeah. And I told her that at the beginning. So I got her an iPhone, so I didn't have to deal with it anymore. Mm. Which says something about Apple. Right. I don't want to deal with malicious problems anymore. I'll just get an iPhone. Yeah. Android and Windows need to stop that shit. Yeah. So, well, Android probably doesn't have to worry about it too much, but... (laughs) Windows does. Yeah. All right. So, um... Do you want to go ahead and uh, read this since it's your suggestion this week? Sure, I guess. So I'm gonna go nap over here while you stick. <laughs> George Takai, a fucking amazing human being. Um, he he posts a lot of uh, comedic things on his Facebook Facebook feed stuff like that, and um, they're not something you would expect from someone his age, to be completely honest. But it's usually hilarious stuff, a lot of memes and stuff like that. So he posted a few things that people were offended by. Oh I say offended in air quotes. Oh <laughs> um, because people are offended by fucking everything these days. Yeah. Um, and he he responded to the to the uh, to the trollalos, um, <laughs> but the way he did it just shut it down. And I, yeah. I thought it was so great. So I'm going to read it right now. Friends, I want I want you to know that my stu- my staff and I receive. receive and review all your messages and as many comments as we can and we take seriously those that say i should take something down because it is quote offensive in the past in the past day my posts about voldemort being like a teenage girl redheads gaining a freckle for every soul they steal and one night stands having each gathered their fair share of well-intentioned um complaints 
were we to focus on one we might offend and not the general humor of things, nothing at all might pa pass muster. So if those kinds of posts offend you, speak your mind in the comments and continue to write letters in. With a few cases, we have seen the merits of the argument and actually taken down and apologized for inadvertent offense. But it's impossible to satisfy everyone. So if you find this page is not for you because we poke a bit of good-hearted fun at everyone, yes, including gays and Asian, Asians, um, then simply don't follow it. I hope, I hope through, or I hope though that you understand, however, that it's okay to express concern. Please don't bash those that do. Remember, humor is going to rub at least one percent wrong if it's any good. That is a fucking perfect quote. Mm. Um, and the best response is more engagement rather than less with thanks uncle george dude dude wait like, did, you, did you hear that did you hear that it sounded like a microphone drop i think he dropped a whole fucking stage on these bitches <laughs> like this is the thing and it, you expect something like this from him only because of because of his age and also because he's he's a well-respected figure and i don't think george takai has ever said anything truly offensive in his fucking life and and that quote at the end Literally, he could have just said that, and I would have been equally as as impressed. Humor is going to rub at least one percent wrong if it's any good, and that is yeah. amazingly true. Oh yeah, you know because humor is is observation. Yeah, and the thing is, is that you know you and I discussed this before the podcast was the fact that people are offended by everything nowadays, yeah. and the whole thing that Voldemort act like I thought that was funny. I I saw that. Uh, post he did, Voldemort acts like a teenage girl. I thought it was hilarious. But the thing is, is that, and, it, and I guarantee you, it wasn't a teenage girl that was offended by it. It was some middle-aged woman that just had some, that just needed to be offended by something. And to be honest, if you're offended by shit like that, you should not be following him. Yeah. You know, and... But that's the point, isn't it? And this, this harkens back to, um, harkens back, Jesus Christ. This goes back so to... Up. I know. <laughs> This goes back to like the Howard Stern days, doesn't like, or like, even oh, married with how, children days. Married with children, all that shit. Like, oh, this shit's horrible. It's offensive. Then why the fuck are you watching it? Exactly. Change the turn channel. the channel. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You know, I used to tell people all the time because I listen to Howard Stern all the time, back in the day, and people that like, that's offensive. I don't know why you listen to it. I, I don't I don't like it. He said this and this yesterday, and I'm like, you do know there are other channels on your fucking radio dial that you can tune to. Yeah. I don't get why you're you you just have to. You have to put something down because it's not your kind of humor. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck if you don't think it's yeah, funny. People go, I don't. You know, it's like for me, some people find like Sarah Silverman, like the funniest thing in the world. I don't find her that funny, so I don't watch her. And it's. I find her funny sometimes. Yeah, but like you know, and it's just like, and uh, like you and I talked about Louis C.K. How you know he's funny. But it takes you a little bit to warm up to his humor, to where he's coming from. And it's just like it's like that thing. If you don't like him, don't watch him or don't listen to him. Don't force everybody to to bend to your will simply because you're you're offended by it. How do you make it through life? Here's the thing is that everybody spends so much time on what other people say. Why don't they look at what they say and just leave it at that? See, and I agree with you. I think that comedy has a very important role in society. And to stunt it in any way because a few people are offended by something that was said 
is ridiculous. It, it doesn't make any sense. And if you think back to not too long ago, we're talking the 80s, 90s, these are like the golden age of comedy. I mean, because you could say fucking anything. Yeah. And nobody cared. You were just a comedian. It's expected. And yeah. it was funny and it was socially aware and everything. And then all of a sudden, Y2K happened or something. <laughs> and everybody got a fucking stick up their ass. Yeah. And Steve made a really good point um, when we before the podcast. I didn't think about this. Because the internet gives a voice to everybody. Oh, yeah. And now news outlets are quoting fucking trolls on message boards and shit and making it actual news yeah like they're important nobody it's, gives a fuck you know yeah, it's because the internet gives every asshole the ability to speak their mind and whether and just because you have that ability it doesn't mean you need to use that <laughs> you know i forget where i saw the quote but it was the internet gives everybody a voice but people still don't have to listen to you. Exactly. I forget where I heard it. it was some famous person said it, but that's a perfect quote. Like yeah. you could have a voice, and that's America in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to say whatever you want. I don't have to listen. Exactly. But you could say whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and it's it's um. It's called it's freedom ba- of speech. It's baffling to me. It's just baffling to me that people have forgotten that that freedom through comedy is just so important. Well, what cracks me up is freedom of speech is. It believes that for some reason people believe that it's freedom of speech that they like, but freedom of speech actually defends the speech you don't like. Yeah. That's all it is. And that's what people, I think, need to remember. And if you're looking at Facebook, and if you're offended by anything on Facebook, be offended by the shit your friends put up, not some celebrity. And that's the funny thing, because I guarantee the people, the same people that were complaining, have friends that put that shit up and they don't say anything. But because it was George Takai, yeah, we have to say something. George yeah. Takai was on Howard Stern. Oh yeah, he says what he wants to say. Yeah, and, and he has every right to. He was in an internment camp. He's gay. I mean, you know, he's the talk, shit. He can do talk whatever. Talk about the getting fuck dealt a, Talk about getting be, being dealt a pair of fuck you cards. <laughs> He fucking piloted the Enterprise. Yeah. Motherfucker. I like when Will Wheaton uses that against Chris Hardwick sometimes. Like Chris Hardwick will say something like, hey, <laughs> I piloted the Enterprise. What, did, what was he doing? What chick was he talking to? Oh, he was oh. talking to uh, when we went to Comic-Con. Yeah, when he was talking to Karen Gillan. Talking to Karen Gillan. He's like, I, I used to uh, pilot the Enterprise. And she was like, the what? <laughs> or something like that. It was yeah. so funny. And he just sat there. Will Wheaton's, Will Wheaton's comedic timing is fucking great. Oh, yeah. I'm actually sad that show got canceled, man. I yeah. think they didn't give much of a chance. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you um, you get the show, iTunes, the website, or Libsyn. Uh, we're even on Stitcher now. So let us know how how we're doing, and we can see if uh, you're full of shit or you actually have a point. So- Stitcher, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, that should be the hashtag. Stitch your bitches. Oh, let me do a quick. Let me do a quick shout out. Um, I don't think I've I've ever said this um, on the official podcast before, uh, but shout out to Steve. If you go to the Lazy Geeks and you're a frequent viewer, um, you might notice that we had a bit of a. Um, we've been having a lot of facelifts, trying to find um, a look and feel that we like, and the recent look and feel is just one of the nicest mm-hmm. uh, fucking websites i visit to be honest is real clean and that's all steve i had no creative influence whatsoever <laughs> so i just want to do a little shout out oh, well thank you 
motherfucker did something right for once, and we need to we we need to tell him. You know. Uh, well, thank you. It's HTML5. Uh, if you and actually, I've gotten a few people tell me that if you check it out, the mobile version actually is pretty sleek too. I should yeah, I recently checked it out, the mobile yeah. version, and it's quick too. Yeah, it's quick, and everything forms up really nicely. It matches to any size screen you have, so really, really good flow. I liked it. The look and feel of it is actually pretty clean. Um, I think we uh, the, the last one I liked, but I think it started to get a little too busy after a bit. And this start looking like a MySpace page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna keep this one for a while because yeah. it's it's nice. Glitter by Deluxe on the side, flashing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> spinning text. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we also have a bunch of uh, social media, too. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So go to our the website, thelazygeeks.com, and you can see all the links to our various social media havens. Ooh. So that is it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And so until next time, <gasps> up a piece out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.